Support for this show comes from Sylvan Learning. When children love learning, they can tackle any challenge life throws at them. Sylvan's insight assessment can help you determine if your child is ready for what's ahead. It can also identify gaps in learning and point out areas that could be of concern for your child so they can tackle what's to come. And right now, it's the best price of the year at $29. Go to sylvan29.com to learn more and get your child's assessment for only $29. That's S-Y-L-V-A-N-29.com. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the Jersey Boys Podcast right here on the Blogging the Boys Podcast Network, powered by SB Nation. Your host, Dave Sturcio, alongside America's fan, Keith Ernst, and of course, Brett Ernst on assignment. He's got, he's got a busy couple weeks coming up, boy. He's got, I think, I think uh, if I'm not mistaken, uh, Keith, I think that uh, Cobra Kai season four, is it four already? Yeah, I think four, yeah. Yeah, so that's coming out, so he's got all that stuff going on, and of course, he's on a uh, on his comedy tour as well. So he won't be joining us to complain about the Thanksgiving day game. That was um, obviously me and you and him uh, sat around the TV, tried to enjoy our Thanksgiving. And of course, you know, the Dallas Cowboys in typical Dallas Cowboys fashion, um, they stunk up the joint. And this is, this is the first time the Cowboys have lost three straight Thanksgiving day games uh, since 1986 to 1989. So I was just going to say, yeah, it's, it's uh, been tough sledding on Thanksgiving. Would you like me to tell you what those games were off the top of my head? Absolutely. If you can nail them, that'd be great. All I all I can remember one. I th- actually no. I think I can do it. I think it was uh, Seattle, okay, um, Houston, and uh, and the Eagles lost to the Eagles on Thanksgiving in nineteen eighty nine. Yeah, that was the well, bounty nineteen eighty nine. We went one and fifteen, so we lost yeah. to everybody. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah, yeah. Washington football team. Well, yeah. I, I mean, at they the were time, they were time. Exactly. they were the R word at the time. So the R word. I love that. All oh right. man, I just saw. Oh my, I just saw another yellow flag just fly by. Oh, dude, just fly by the screen. I mean, I just <laughs> couldn't happen to me all day. I'm driving. I just see yellow flags just flying by my. my I, face. I do. I I do appreciate your text uh, saying that. Like on this, I think you said like on this game that kept me up at two in the morning and five in the morning. Like yeah, woke me up. That's and how that, there hasn't been one Dallas Cowboy game, and I've been good from the losses we've had. Because uh, here's the deal: you look at the the Bucks game was just a good game, and we lost in the last minute. Right. You know, the Denver game, we just slept on Denver. Mm-hmm. And the Chiefs game, there was no, I mean, our offense just didn't show up. Dak didn't right. have his best game. Right. This game woke me up because that was our game. And the refs ruined it for us. Because when, when it's something, when it's something that I can't, or not I, but the team can't control, that's what wakes me up. And that's what makes me worried. And everyone's comparing penalties. Oh, they had 14, we had 14 or whatever, but it's the time when it happened. That's what yeah, nobody's the opportunistic. Like the, there was penalties that extended their drives. There was uh there was penalties that took away touchdowns from us. You know what I mean? So there there the opportunistic, like don't get it twisted, man. They had it out for Anthony Brown, man. <laughs> like they I had mean, it out for well, him. Derek Carr is laughing. He thought, I mean, he knew. He knew right away when he threw that ball at what he was doing. Do you think, I mean, uh, just, you know, and, looking okay. forward, do you think that's going to be like the way of the world now, like for the NFL, like just chuck it up on, on third well, and I long? I think it depends on a ref, on the, who the ref is, too. I mean, you know, I mean, some referees, they wouldn't have called that. I mean, they wouldn't have called. The, I think out of those four, one was legitimate. And maybe the uh, the last one, even though he tried to turn his head and the guy grabbed his helmet. Right. 
You know what I mean? But two of those were horrible. And everybody coming after this kid, man. I yeah, mean, he's I, getting lit up right now. It's like yeah, social did media. They watch not, the game. It's not. A, it's not a good place to to be a Cowboys player if you pay attention to that. Usually, you try to block out the noise. But man, oh man, it's like Anthony Brown is getting right, put through the so grinder. Anthony Brown's pass interference stood out to me. And that freaking uh, that Micah Parsons personal foul. What Oof. was that? Yeah, that made dude. absolutely no like there was nothing. I and then oh good. Par, yeah, no, I'm just saying Parsons went on record and said, Listen, I'm not playing tag, you know, I'm playing football. So like I'm sorry. And he, like and he repl- and said, dude, I'm not a dirty player. Can somebody tell me how I defend this? And he's not. I mean, that was that was the, that call there was the worst call of the game. Hands down. Oh, 100%. that personal foul. I, and, I mean and, yeah. It was it was hard, and then and then what man? This is what worries me as cow as a cowboy fan. Okay, Sturch. Mm-hmm. The main thing that worries me once again is coaching, and when I say coaching, I don't know why he did not challenge. Oh well, there was an explanation. Are you talking about the the the, the fumble? fumble? Because I'm only going off of Mike Pierre, or whoever the guy was. It said, yeah, they can they can challenge that. All right. So according to the new rule this year, is that New York can kind of call down to the refs and avoid like I don't know if you've seen this in other games but there's been chan- like times where you would think there's going to be review but then they like get the call from New York correctly so then there's no review allowed so like New York reviewed that play shot mm. him a call and said okay this is the correct call now he can't review it because they already looked at it that's why McCarthy trust Wait. me I was screaming until I was blue in the face but I mean uh, you know and I, I I mean he took I don't, he took three steps. He took three steps. I don't steps. understand. Like, yeah. that's, I don't get that. Yeah. I, I it, there's a lot of things. Like, obviously, the penalties are one thing and the challenge is another thing. How about the fact that Kelvin Joseph gets thrown out of the game? Yeah. For, for getting dragged to the outside. Yeah. Like, like it was a wrestling match. Like, that's just like to me. And we're already, obviously, they're picking on Anthony Brown, but like our secondary could definitely have used Kelvin Joseph throughout the course of the game. You know what I mean? Like, this yeah. is not. And then, and know, then, man. and then, you know, you look at the, um, I was going to say the, uh, I mean, so I don't know what is wrong with people like coming after Dak, the way they're coming after him. It makes start. absolutely no sense whatsoever. The dude threw for 385 yards, <laughs> two touchdowns, doesn't have his two star receivers. Now I will say that overtime drive was a little disappointing. He did, he did kind of like, uh, underthrow Noah Brown going underneath. Mm-hmm. Even though Noah Brown still could have caught it, but it was a very, very, very hit, tough. Me, hit your hands, you got to catch it. Especially in the NFL. Especially right. in the NFL. But I meant otherwise, it's like, dude, you put up 33 points in the NFL, you should win that game. That's, that's just the way it is. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, the one thing that bothered me was that people were like, oh, you know, that they're throwing overtime. And I'm like, can we take a pause and like take a beat for a second? And realized that the only reason why the Cowboys were in overtime was because Dak Prescott let us down the field. <laughs> like, yeah. Like and then that Dalton were, Schultz touchdown. That what was the penalty on that? Oh, uh, that was Dalton an illegal uh, illegal formation or illegal motion on Tyron Smith. And was it legit? I don't know. Uh, there wasn't many legit things. But then, like, I'm trying to figure it out. Like, here here's my biggest one. Ready for this? Now, mm-hmm. I've been watching football since my dad put me in front of a TV. You right. longer than me, just a little bit, right? Right. Have you ever? In your life, and I brought this up on the two-minute warning podcast with Tony Canalina and Aiden Davis. Have you ever in your life heard of an illegal block in the back on the kicking team? 
No. Do you, do you remember that never. one? Yes, I do. I do. No, I never heard of that before. In my so life. when you're when you're the kicking team, right, and somebody's <laughs> yeah. in front of you, what is your objective to get around them, right? Yeah. <laughs> like yeah. that's that's a thing. And all of a sudden, we're getting flagged for an illegal block in the back on the kicking team. We're not blocking anybody. Now, we're the not, only the thing they could have done, them. the only thing they may could have called is a personal foul if he hit somebody in the back. Sure, but you don't call that. Like, you don't call no. something that yeah. I've never actually heard the referee no. say in, out of his face. No. And that's and, Ed Hockley's son, Sean Hockley. And ac- according oh. to all the stats that I've read, the road teams going into that game was were 8-2. and two going into that game. So like there is wow. something to be said about that officiating crew to the road team. Right off the rip, I was like, all right, well let's just be and, careful and and really play a clean game. And of course I, I read too that I read that um I don't know if it was Eatman or somebody from DallasCowboys.com. I I I want to I, I guess was this the were these the most penalties by a Dallas Cowboy team since 1970 ever no 1960 ever like this was it so so it wasn't combined it was it was it was uh, I, I, think just the yardage. I think the yardage was so what? it was like 186 yards yeah something to that effect yeah yeah and let's not forget look man the Raiders first of all let's let's talk about them and I know we got to get off this okay that's fine they're not a bad team I mean they no. started out three and one okay now what did and they what were five did, and two yeah yeah and what, what did bother me a little bit, I mean, if you look I mean, at the last three games, I don't think they got over 300 yards, and they got over 500 against us, not counting the 180-something yards in penalties. So they pretty much had almost 700 yards <laughs> of total offense, and we still almost won that game. That's nice and alarming <laughs> yeah, <laughs> from a defensive standpoint. I mean, that's just like – I mean, look, defense, again, we had Parsons on the line, uh, and to watch him is still – unbelievable the guy the kid is is just all world and he's making a lot of people happy that we took him in the draft um but overall the defense did get diced up a little bit yeah. uh and you know what the, the problem was it was like darren waller like their biggest threat was taken out of the game with an injury like yeah, almost immediately yeah. you know and they still found ways yeah. and you know again you, you can't you can't get on car car's a good dude you know what i mean like he's not yeah. a garbage i mean he, he, he complimented he, us said we're the best team he's played you know, his middle name yeah. is Dallas. He named his son Dallas. He, yeah, that that whole that whole team, that whole family are Cowboy fans. But um, in any event, look, the Raiders are a decent team. We are officially one in three versus the AFC West. You know what I yeah. mean? Like it's Whatever. kind of crazy. Um, we brought that up on the roundtable last week. Was like, it, it, I don't know if you buy into this that McCarthy and his coaching staff have this unfamiliar territory when it comes to the AFC West opponents. Do you believe in that stuff, or do you no, think they can just prep like a normal coach? I think you prep like a, a normal coach. And here's the thing, man. I just want to go – and this is – like, if this was the – if we were playing the Steelers or we were playing the Patriots, you don't understand how much angrier I would have been. But since it's the Raiders, look, this <laughs> – if there's a team that is the black sheep of the NFL that has <laughs> been through so much crap that the NFL has a target on, it's the Raiders. Right. So I meant as much as it hurt, it I'm just glad it was them that they were getting the calls. Maybe they were trying to make up for stuff. Maybe they're, you know, because you well, know everything that's going on on the side with that with with the NFL and the Raiders right now. Who knows? Who knows? Yeah, but I mean, from from what I gather, I got a lot of Raider fan friends over here in Jersey, and from what I gather, from what they've told me, the Raiders have been penalized like the Cowboys all year round, yeah. where it just feels like they're just getting dug on. You know what I mean? Yeah. And like here was the most penalized combined 28 penalties in this yeah. game. Now I'm asking you as a, like just as a football fan as like, let's just pretend 
for whatever reason. Thursday, you're just the normal average Joe, and you've never watched a football game before in your life, right? And you sit down for Thanksgiving dinner, and the game's on. You're like, oh, I don't know who these teams are, but let me watch the game of football. Don't you think this would kind of turn you off to never Absolutely. watch again? Absolutely. And you bring up a good point because that probably happened because this was Correct. the most watched game since 1990. Right. In prime, I mean, on, on national TV. So I'm sure there were people that gave it a shot again and said, all right, let me, let me see. And they're like, what is this crap? Yeah. Every, there's a flag everywhere. I mean, you know, it's, it ruins the game. It really does. Yeah. I mean, look, it's behind us now. And the best part about, you know, the weekend as a whole is that things did kind of fall our way when it comes to the NFC East. Okay. I mean, and, and I'm only talking about two teams that played each other um, in which I put out a tweet early on in the day. And I said, look, the giants are going to win this game. You know what I mean? Like I just, I felt like in my heart of hearts, I felt like Hertz was due a bad game. And I also felt like when you're an NFL player and, and not that me or you ever played in the league, but you know, as a, as a, as a college player, high school player, whatever, if somebody loses their job because of your performance, you kind of feel like responsible, right? I mean, yeah. like the fact that Jason Garrett got fired right before Thanksgiving, you know what I'm saying? Don't mm -hmm. you think some of these players were like, guys, you know, this this is on us, man. Like we, we just got this dude fired. Let's go out there and win one and, and play a little extra, you know? And I felt like yeah. they did that against Philly today. Or it could be the opposite too. Like let's play well to, sh to show them that it was him and it wasn't us. Correct. Yeah. Could work both ways. But up. here's something that it's funny because I picked a, on the, um, on the, on your football team podcast. Mm -hmm. I picked the Giants, and the, okay. the reason I picked them was because of kind of what you're saying. And I, I, I we don't, I, mean, I don't have a stat boy here, mm -hmm. but I just know from gambling that every time a head coach, offensive coordinator, or defensive coordinator is fired, that team wins that week. It's crazy. Even if you go back from when, remember when Wade Phillips was fired, right? I mean, I think that week we either played the, uh, we either played the Colts or the Giants, but regardless. We smoked, we beat the hell out of them. And it was yeah. like, well, where was this team all year? Yeah. When Jason Garrett took over for Wade Phillips, you know? So I meant, but it's like that a lot. Like if a, if a DC OC or head coach gets fired, I mean, for gambling people out there, <laughs> I, I'm telling you right now, <laughs> on, on the hot seat. always take, always take that team. I don't care who it is. I don't care if the, if the Houston, if the Houston Texans or Detroit Lions head coach gets fired this week, you take that team. Now, with the yeah. Eagles losing, right, and the Giants winning, and the Giants move to where they move, but the, the the Eagles now with their seventh loss, the Cowboys now are seven and four. So with the th basically a three game lead, you know, you got the game in hand against the Eagles. You get to play them again. How confident on like a percentage wise, we're going to win the East, right? Like, is that like it has to be an epic collapse for the Cowboys not to win the East, right? Well, I meant it, it does, but I meant you look all right. Let's just say right now. The Eagles can easily win outright until they play us. Sure. If we can easily lose two games, we can, we can, we will definitely can lose to the cards and we could definitely drop one to Washington. We can definitely, who knows about the Saints, man, in, in New Orleans. I mean, that stadium is crazy. Um, and let's not forget the last time we were there, we lost with freaking Teddy Bridgewater at quarterback. Yeah. For the yeah. Saints, it wasn't even Drew Brees. And Dak had a performance like he had against the Chiefs in that game. And it was a Sunday night game and we were three and up and we ended up losing. But anyways, regardless, we'll get into that. But what I'm trying to say is, is that we can, if the Eagles, if the Eagles win outright, okay. Up until the last game of the year and we lose two, which is possible. That game is getting flexed this Sunday night. 
and it's going to be for the division. I don't know if I can handle that. I really don't think I can handle that. <laughs> like, but I, look, to me, I feel like the performance that the Eagles put out there today was, in fact, the Philadelphia Eagles. I've been saying it all year. Like, they're putting up points in bunches, and I get that. But they got away from their game plan today. You know, yeah. you watch them, and they're they're trying to throw the ball all over the place. And tip like that team is a run first team. Jalen Hurts is a run first quarterback. That guy threw three picks. It was like second or third and goal from the two, and he threw a pick in the end zone. Like that, that yeah. was just a bad, ugly, ugly loss by the Eagles, and it really does soften the blow. Um, you know, from Thanksgiving. And it again, does. the Dallas Cowboys right now, as it stands right now, they may be seven and four, but they're five and one in the NFC. And that's big, you know, towards the end of the year. Now, if you look at the rest of the way, you know, we're, you know, there's what, six games left. Four of them are division games. And then the other two are NFC games. So we have six NFC games left. Mm -hmm. So there's a lot in front of us. And like, when I say that, I'm talking about the rest of the NFC. Now the Cardinals had a bye this week. They're at nine and two. They got the bears next week. So just, just assume that, you know, Kyler Murray returns after, you know, he was like a game yeah. time decision like a million times. So I'm assuming he's back. And then, you know, they take care of business. The the Packers just beat the Rams, and now they're going to have a bye. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers beat a red-hot Colts team in, in Indy, you know, so they're going to take on the Falcons. So all of a sudden, you're looking at those first three teams, like none of them are going to lose. The Packers can't lose by default because they don't play. So Dallas has, there's like, if you're looking past the NFC each, which I don't want to do anyway, but if you're looking at this NFC playoff picture, the Cowboys have to have this game on uh, on Thursday. They have. Oh to. yeah, if they yeah, if they want a different seat, if they don't want the fourth seat, right? Or if and, they don't want to play now, the last, they don't want to play the last week in Philly for the division. Yeah, they do need it. I agree. Yeah, and now you look at now you look at the Rams team who have lost three straight games. All right, let's just you know call it how it is. Odell got there. They haven't won since. <laughs> so it could be a thing. It could not be a thing. We'll see. But all of a sudden, the Rams are seven and four. The 49ers with a win today are six and five. So they're only a game behind that, that fifth seed. And then mm-hmm. you got the Vikings, the Falcons, the Saints all sitting around at five and six. So the, the NFC East or the NFC picture is getting a lot thicker. The plot has definitely thickened. Support for this show comes from Sylvan Learning. As a parent, you want your child to have every opportunity. But giving them the tools they need to tackle every challenge, that takes a team. Now more than ever, educational support tailored exactly to what your child needs can make all the difference. That's why parents have trusted Sylvan Learning for 45 years as the ultimate teammate in their child's educational journey, instilling in them a love for learning and a passion for reaching the next level. And Sylvan's Insight Assessment can identify gaps in learning and areas that could be of concern for your child. It's a 360-degree view into your child's learning that you can't find anywhere else and helps ensure that your child didn't miss something in school that might put them at a disadvantage in the future. And right now, it's the best price of the year at $29. Go to sylvan29.com to learn more and get your child's assessment for only $29. That's S-Y-L-V-A-N-29.com. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. 
Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. But now, look, as people listen to this for the first time, they don't want to hear any more about the Raiders game. You know what I mean? Like, it's annoying at this point. It's over. But mm-hmm. here come the Saints on another short week. Did you hear or see or read about the fact that they're going to be sitting Ezekiel Elliott this week? And do you agree yes. with it? I don't know what they're going to do yet. Nobody really knows what they're going to do. But do you think it's a good idea at 7-4 and four with a team that's kind of reeling to rest right now and then ultimately give him not only this week off, but then like an extra three days and then an extra week. And then we don't play again until the following Sunday. So this is a long stretch for Zeke not to see the field. I don't know if you agree with it or not. Um, it, I mean, it depends. I mean, if they're talking about it, it, it could be something where he needs to rest his knee, man. And and this would be a game. Sure. We're still in the NFC East. I mean, we're, we're two and a half games up on Philly, man. We don't want to lose him for the season. So I meant, yeah. I mean, is it, uh, is it a blow? Of course. But if it's as serious as they're saying for him to sit a game. Yes, I think he should sit. And I think we can win. I think we can definitely win without him in this in this game. Now, the only thing that worries me is that, and look, truth be told, Tony Pollard, right? He has shown that he's got some big, big playability. Yeah. We've seen it time mm-hmm. and time again. We watched him watch, run a kickoff back in which we thought that was going to put us right back in it and maybe propel when us. When was the game. last time that happened? Uh, actually, they did run that sad. The Cowboys, I think, haven't run a kickback since I, this is this might be wrong. 2010 might have been a okay. thing. Oh, like, does oh, I don't know who knows? But go ahead. I don't know, but it's been a long, yeah. long time. And finally, mm-hmm. Tony Pollard gets it done, and again, sparks the team. Now, here's the thing: you lose Zeke Elliott for a week, right? And Tony Pollard is RB one. Then Tony Pollard can't return kicks anymore. Yeah. You know what are you gonna do? I have Corey Clement. Like you can't. This is not the time. And the, the thing that worries me the most about losing Zeke in a situation like this, the Saints defense is actually kind of good, right? And they, and they do get to the quarterback when Absolutely. they do. So Zeke Elliott is 1,000% the better pass blocker. Does that worry you at all? Yes, that worries me. But it also, you know, all right. So uh, um, uh, Clement's going to be the second running back then? Probably. Uh, I would assume that's how they're going to break it down. Yeah. Okay. But and here's the thing. This this kid, I mean, who knows, man? Let, Look, my thing with running backs, and I, I mean, you look at certain running backs, and it's like when they get a time to shine again, that's the best position to have that in mm-hmm. because like, they know, they know. I mean, they, they're, they're, I mean, it's one of those like, look, I'm going to prove to everyone right now that I'm still a starter in the NFL. So I like if I would, I would not mind Corey Clement um, with Tony Pollard uh, running if Zeke needed the rest. I don't mind that. I mean, okay. it's a blow, yes, but I'm telling you, it's not. It's not the end of the world. What I'm worried about, though, okay, and I texted it again. I texted you about it, and I went back and looked. Dak is not a mobile quarterback. I mean, he, I'm sorry. He is mobile, but he does not. It's like that threat is gone. That run threat think, is, just seems it's gone now. Yeah. I, Did I he think, get slower? It's not even that he got slower. I mean, look, he's got the calf thing. You know, that yeah. that's a couple of weeks old now. Um He's got the ankle, you know, he broke that thing last year. Yeah, like I know, obviously I mean. it seems to me that his decision making is let's try to thread the needle rather than pull it down and run. Right. I mean, and that's which is what I want from a quarterback. Sure, of course. Yeah. An all purpose, like an all world quarterback, you want him to sit back and lace it mm-hmm. in there. Absolutely. But that was, yeah, I mean, it was a threat. We used to have that threat, and now it's it's really not there. He's become no. a pocket quarterback who can kind of shift the pocket kind of like when Aaron Rodgers does it like you know Rodgers ain't gonna run he's just gonna shift the entire pocket one way or another in which the the offensive line will follow him you know back and forth 
Um, you know, he did show that he, you know, put his shoulder down and show, you know, they, they sounded the sidelines caught him saying, I had to remind everybody that I'm a big no, mother. Effort, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, and that was great, but they're also up big in that game where people were doing whatever they wanted to the Falcons at that point. I think now with six games to go, you know, the division again, to me, not in hand, it's not in hand, you know, and, and the seating is also not in hand. So you've got to be a little smarter and I think I think Dak's a little hesitant. I really do. I mean, whether it be his injuries or his mental space, I don't know, man. It's 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 different. I'm going to guarantee one win right now on our schedule. Okay, and it's against the Arizona Cardinals. We're going to beat the Cardinals. We're not only going to beat them, <laughs> we're going to beat the hell out of that team. Okay, <laughs> that team doesn't scare me right now. I because insane. that's going to be that's going to be one of those games. Do you remember when the Rams came in and yeah, we, we beat the brakes off of them? Yep. And they were the they were the NFC champs like that type of or when the Eagles came in that one Sunday night and we just dacked. I mean that's gonna that's gonna be our game where we just we show everyone that we're on top because that's the only game where we can really do it right now. Do you believe I mean, we're gonna win and everyone's gonna say the, the same crap, huh? Do you believe oh, you in the, the Giants? Board? Wow, you, you nah, do you believe in the or, do you believe right? in the bulletin board material where you know Kyler Murray said we were ass? Yeah. <laughs> I'll believe in that a little bit. I'll, I'll, I'll bite that. But I just think that they're going to – I think that game there, the games that scare me, believe it or not, are the Washington games. Yeah, of course. I mean, division the Washington games, games we're and this find game out. against the Saints scares me. Yeah, we're going to find out what Washington has to offer because we're about to watch them as you're listening to this on a Monday. Or you could be listening to this on a Tuesday or Wednesday. But if you're listening to this for when it first drops, the Washington football team are favored against the Seattle Seahawks going into Monday night. So mm-hmm. we're going to find out if Russ Wilson can ever get out of this slump. I don't know what's going on with him. He might still be hurt, or that whole regime might just be ready to blow up. But in any event, yeah, the Washington football team games definitely scare me. Um, the fact that there's six games left and all six are in the NFC scare me. Um, but again, this is the time that if if any – like just one win, one win here against the Saints. And I know the Saints are have literally – looked like god awful in the last mm-hmm. couple of weeks. They've lost to the to the Eagles. They gave up 40 to the Eagles and then they get starched on Thanksgiving night against uh the Buffalo Bills, right? And the Bills have been reeling too in their own way. So it's like yeah. There's such parity in the NFL and everybody knows that, but if we go out there and take care of business and become 8 and 4, 8 and 4 looks a hell of a lot better than 7 and 5, you know, at yeah. this point right now. Just like you said, eight and three sounds a hell of a lot better than seven and four before the Thanksgiving game. Um, and here we are I'm me with that prediction. That but yes, I, uh, know, I I absolutely agree with that. Yeah. Um, but Look, again, man, like, they're going to come to play, bro. The Saints, yeah, are not, and and they they they're going to come out. They're going to be like, look, Trevor Simeon, number one. All right, last time we played this guy, he smoked us, and that was in 2017 when we went up to Denver the first time Dak and and. Dak and oh Zeke. God, you're right. He was a starting out. quarterback yeah. for that. He team. was a starting quarterback for oh, Denver. Boy. And he got freaking he I mean I'm that I remember his like they were putting his stats up. He like threw four, five touch. <laughs> They're like, who is this guy? Can he be another Tony Romo? Because he was like an undrafted free agent, I think. It's like right, oh, right, right. that. And because they were playing us. But yeah, so you know, it's it is a little scary seeing him at you know, just because I know what happened to us the last time we played him. And Sean Payne, you know, playing in New Orleans is tough, dude. It's tough and as you mentioned earlier i mean buffalo just took care of business in new orleans and so did philly their defense their defense their uh the saints defense mm-hmm. is what we have to worry about yeah and and of course uh and we ended, yeah 
<laughs> well, they might be getting their their guns back. I mean, like Alvin Kamara might be coming back, Mark Ingram might be coming back. So all of a sudden, mm. they're getting a little healthier. Um, you know, it remains to be seen. Another short week. Well, technically, it's not really a short week considering uh, Kamara missed last week too. So he's had some time to rest up and recover. But you know, something that a little alarming is the fact that once again, now I kind of listen, COVID has done nothing good for anybody in the world, right? It really hasn't. We all get it. I'm not trying to be non-sympathetic to the COVID world. However, COVID struck the Cowboys again this weekend, you know, and just when you thought there was no news to be, to be had on a Sunday income, Terrence Steele with a positive test, right? So now all of a sudden, and this is as, you know, as it's written by writers, beat writers and guys that cover the team, um, you know, saying like starting right tackle Terrence Steele out with COVID. And I'm like, okay, so what, what are you, what are you saying? That Lyle Collins gets to go back to his position and start yeah. at right tackle. Yeah. I've never looked at COVID as a good thing, but maybe this is going to be a decent thing yeah. for, for Collins to get a starting job back. Yeah, no, I mean, that's, and that's where he likes to play. Correct. That's his position. Yeah. So I meant, yeah, no, it could be, could be a good thing. You know, for once COVID could, you know, right be helping us out a little bit because it hasn't helped us out in the past. Now, uh, CeeDee Lamb's supposed to be back, correct? CeeDee Lamb apparently was on the cusp of being in that Thanksgiving game. So then, yes, right. you know, and then Amari Cooper, as we're as you're listening to this right now, he's back at the Cowboys facility. They Now, because he was unvaccinated and because he actually had COVID and tested positive, they want to make sure that his lungs are good and they're going to go over to physical and stuff. But more than likely, right, more than likely for the first time in what seems to be a long time, you're going to actually – for the first time in, in a very long time, you're going to have Amari Cooper, CeeDee Lamb, and Michael Gallup, you know, yeah. like rocking and rolling. And, like, it's unfortunate because I don't know if you agree with the sentiment, but has Michael Gallup's value dropped a little bit to you considering he couldn't really hold the load down for himself? Like, he couldn't really lead the Dallas Cowboys. Yes, did he have a couple nice plays? Absolutely. He's always good for that. Yeah. But to me, do you think, like, he's not drawing the attention that Lamb and Cooper do. You know what I mean? So I don't know if this kid can get paid like a wide receiver one in free agency. I don't know either. And, and it could be a Dak thing too. Maybe Dak, you know, just doesn't trust Gallup as much as he was trusting CD and Amari. You right. know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, he, that those were his go-tos and then, and, and Gallup has been gone most of the season. Now he's like, all right, Hey, I'm back. Throw it to me. And it's like, you know what I mean? I mean, it yeah. could have messed with that. That could be messing with the whole scenario as well. So, um, but yeah, for as, as far as him being, a, um, I mean, it's going to be hard to keep all three of those guys, man. Well, it's 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 pretty simple. It, we're either we either let Gallup walk, or there's a nego- renegotiation with Amari Cooper because Cooper's cap hit is twenty million dollars next year, and that's not fun. You know what I mean? So Oof. whether yeah. he whether he steps it up in his return, which again he draws attention, he still is one of the best route runners in the game right now. I firmly believe that. Mm-hmm. But now with all three of them back. You know, this might be the last six games we have with a, with a trio like that. But I don't know if you'd noticed or at least agree with me. As good in spots as Cedric Wilson and Noah Brown have been, they are they are legitimately four and five receivers. They you are. Know I mean? and, you know, of course they are. Yeah, I would say Cedric Wilson's a little better than Noah Brown. But yeah, I agree with that. I agree with that sentiment for sure. Um, so here's my thing with the Saints. Um Michael Thomas is not coming back, correct? Yeah, he's the out. The whole season? Year. Yeah. He's out. Okay. Now, the last team that they beat was the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, right? Yes, right before the, the Bucs bye. Yeah. And Jameis Winston started that game. Uh, he got injured in it. Yes. So, so that's, you know, so ever since, that was a big win for them. And then the next week they lost to Atlanta. Mm-hmm. So, 
dude, I, don't, I can't. I don't. I mean, if we're if if we are a good team, we we need to win this game. I mean, if we don't win this game, I mean, it's. I'm sorry, man. I mean, you can't. What, what is that going to be? I mean, and that's another thing I saw. Dak is what one in three now since he's been back from his uh, calf injury. The Cowboys are one in three since my son's been born. <laughs> so yeah, <laughs> like, yeah so but yeah, like, I meant you know. So I'm it's starting like, to get mad at him. <laughs> so you, you talk. You're t- <laughs> you're talking about you know being eight and four or or seven and five. Think about that. We could be one and four the last five games. That's that's not what Super Bowl teams do. Bro. That is not what Super Bowl teams do. And Especially I, and I, in the latter part thought, of the season. Yeah, and I thought, if that's going to happen, you do that in the beginning. You don't do that now. You just right. don't. So last year, I read a stat last year uh, that the Tampa Bay Buccaneers fell to seven and five last mm-hmm. year, and then they went on their run. Right, and then they you know never look back and hear the champs. I think the fact that the Cowboys have six games left within the NFC. Mm-hmm. I think this is where you're going to find out who we are. Um, and, and I say that because when you play these AFC West teams for the last, like what seems like a month that you've been playing these guys straight almost, you know, I feel like the unfamiliar territory and the, it just, just, I don't know. The mojo wasn't there. Something wasn't clicking, but now if you're going to compete and be the team in the NFC, this is the, this is the week to start that run because absolutely, you know, not for nothing. Seven and four might seem doom and gloom right now, but if everything starts clicking, we start rolling. This team could finish 13 and four, and all of a sudden we're like, oh, remember that time we were seven and four? You know what I mean? For sure. This game right here coming up is is so big in the grand scheme of the NFC that the Cowboys have to know that. The Cowboys have to put the rest of the AFC garbage behind them. They got to put these tricky losses behind them. The one big loss is was week one, and we didn't know what we had in this team. Then they rattle up the six straight, right? They go on the road. They beat – Minnesota, I mean, uh, New England, and they beat L.A., and then Cooper Rush beats the Vikings. So there's, like, so many different intangibles for this team, and I feel like this game against the Saints, man, I I, I don't want to sound too overdramatic, but I think the season's on the line here. When you, like, it's one thing to, the one thing to win the NFC East, right? I mean, that that's going to be great, but how confident are you going to be going into the playoffs if we gimp in because we finished 10-7, and seven or something yeah. like that. You know what I mean? Like that's that's a bad look. I feel like this is the game that got to turn all around. I mean, yeah, and and I want I mean it's uh, here's the thing, if we lose next if we lose that Thursday night game, we're not, you know, you we're going to have a whole different outlook than what you're saying. Okay, now we got to beat this team, we got to beat this team and we're still in it and all that. Okay. So if the Cowboys win the next 5 games, which is possible, right? I mean, it's possible. Sure. We clinch the NFC East. If we win the next five, yeah, I think it's even less than that. To be honest mm-hmm. with you, well, if we're if up Philly three loses. right now with six to go. No, Philly, but we're up two and a half, aren't we? On Philly, uh, well, they're they're five and seven, so they mm-hmm. have an extra game, and their bye comes a little later. Right. Okay. So all right. So basically, you could, so basically, you're saying if we win the next four straight, that we could clinch with three games left. I said to myself on a, my own podcast, I've said until you know, shouting it from the rooftops, eleven mm-hmm. wins gets it done. Because technically, with the with the Eagles having seven losses already, they can't get to eleven. So all you no. have to do is win eleven games, which means the Cowboys got to win four out of six. And it almost doesn't matter which four out of the six, because you know even if you, even if the Eagles run the table right now, that would mean they finish ten and seven. If the yeah. Dallas Cowboys win four out of out of the next six, they're eleven and six, and that's it. Division over. I mean, I'm yeah. not really worried about the Washington Football Team unless, again, unless they 
do something special to the Seattle Seahawks where people are starting to turn their heads about Tyler Haneke, but I'm not like, I'm not on that team. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. Cause it goes, uh, let's see, it goes Cowboys at saints, mm-hmm. Cowboys at Washington, Cowboys at giants. So our next three games are away. Yes. And then we have Washington at Dallas, a uh, Monday night game. That's and Monday then, night. Yeah. Oof. Ah, I didn't know that. Yeah. That stinks. <laughs> I don't like that at all, but all right. And then we have the uh um then we have the cards at the Cowboys, the second you know, to the last game of the season, which that could probably be the clinch game, which I think is gonna happen. I mean, again, I I I w- you know, for 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 months I've been talking about like just every cowboy fan has been like, well, when is it a good time to root for the NFC East to beat all the other teams in front of us in the in the number one seed? And all of a sudden we're like, oh, uh, hi. <laughs> like here's yeah, a, yeah. We're, we're still in the division hunt, folks. Everybody calm, calm down. Uh, we just had back-to-back turnovers in the Ravens and Browns debacle. Um, is it still 0-0? No, it's actually Ravens are up 6 nothing as we record this right now. And it's just been field goals and defensive struggles. And that, uh, yeah, a Lamar Jackson. And that's the thing. I mean, there is no – I mean, we talk about this all the time. There's no clear-cut team. I think the closest team that I brought up last show is the Packers. I mean, that's the closest to – and the Bucks. You can't forget about the Bucks, even though they lost to – you know, they lost to some bad teams. But I mean, the only times that we saw the Packers lose was Aaron Rodgers was out for one and the opening night win uh, lost yep. to the Saints. And, and that's, that's it. it. Otherwise, they've been doing their thing. And, and they're doing yep. this without Aaron Jones. He finally gets back today. But, like, look, Rodgers is all world. We know this. Like, And I actually brought up your point on a roundtable that I would prefer to go to Green Bay yeah, than for Rodgers to come to mm-hmm. Dallas. And they kind of tossed it at me and said, well, does that, that means Dallas also has – perfect field conditions if they're home for that game i said i, I don't think it matters we've had perfect mm-hmm. field conditions for rogers and he's diced us up and broke yeah. our hearts i think if it's snowing in lambeau field we have a better chance to win i don't know i agree just, i agree it, it makes, almost makes no sense but again it's just a, a history uh history lesson for all you cowboy fans out there that the cowboys have done better in green bay than they've done at home against green bay yeah but um all right so look there's of recent, couple. that is. Because remember, Brett Favre never won in Dallas. Very true. Very true. Yeah. He couldn't get over that hump. Yeah. All right. So with all this being said, you know, the Trevor Simeon talk and the, the fact that they're lacking receivers and possibly Kamara coming back and their defense being good. Cam Jordan's always good. Defensive secondary is good. The Cowboys are getting healthier. Okay. I mean, outside of Terrence Steele with the COVID, you know, we, we do get. Uh, C.D. Lamb back. We do get Amari Cooper back. There's a potential that we get D-Law back for this game. There's been talks about that. Um, there's also potential. Randy Gregory is on his way back. So then you have Micah Parsons. And, like, the team is getting healthier. December, hopefully, is to treat us a little better than November did because November is just was abysmal. So with all that being said, Keith, with the Saints coming up this Thursday night, we're, we're the Monday kickoff show. People have to get in a good mood. Can you put mm-hmm. them in a good mood? Do you think the Cowboys get it done on Thursday? So this is what Trevor Simeon is going to do, everyone, when you watch the game. There's going to be many little runs by him, and there's going to be many three, five-yard passes. If Kamara comes back, you're gonna have, we're going to have to deal with that rushing attack. If the Dallas Cowboys and our offense can get off to a really good start. because Which said they this, haven't. Which they haven't. Which I've said this before about our team is that it goes through our offense and our defense responds to our offense usually. Okay. Mm-hmm. So yes, I do. I think we have a really good chance. I, I think whether Zeke is playing or not, we're going to have all of our firepower there. I think having a, a hungry running back like Clement with Pollard 
will work out just fine. Um, and I can see our offense pretty much making Trevor Simeon have to throw deep, have to not throw those little dump offs. You know what I mean? Like having to take bigger chances and that's when we can step in and then really take over the game. So yes, I can see us definitely winning this game because I can't. And another thing, which I brought up earlier, I just can't see this team. One of the best teams I've seen in a while. I mean, that's why I woke up the other night against the Raiders too. Cold sweats. I know. I mean, you know, it's, I can't see them going one and four in the, in the last, I just can't, I can't. Yeah. All right. So you say they can win. Will they? Yes. Okay. Uh, I'm in agreement with you only for the sole purpose of, I think that Dak Prescott is too good of a quarterback in this league to, 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 to fall again. I, I mean, there's, there's been, I know he says he puts the blinders on and he's, you know, one track minded and he's looking forward and this, that, and third. And I get all that. And I get whatever motivation you need. But you you got to know that people are starting to whisper, like, is this guy you know, capable of picking this <sighs> yeah. team up? And it's, it's unfortunate because the stats don't lie, and he looks like, yes, he can get it all done. I think he has to. He's going back home. You know what I mean? Like, Louisiana is is yeah. Dak territory. Mississippi, Louisiana, like, he's a, mm. he's a southern boy. He's going back home. Perfect weather conditions. That place has not been the same as far as the impossible place to play. We saw Josh Allen do work. We saw Jalen Hurts do work. You know, so we've seen – Quarterbacks go in and win. The the recipe for this game in particular is the Dallas Cowboys got to come out fast. And I know you just said that they have to score first. Yep. They have to score a couple times. Get up ten nothing. Get up fourteen nothing. Get up something where they don't have to play from behind on the Saints in New Orleans. Exactly. That's the way you get it done. And that's the way I think the Cowboys have to get it done. Kellen Moore starting to feel the heat. You know what I'm saying? Kellen Moore starting to feel it. I know that for a fact. You have to know that they're starting to wonder. Is this the successor? Is this the next guy? Well, he's going to have to prove it. You know, he's going to have to prove it now with six games to go. This one's starting on uh, on Thursday and, night. And, and everyone got to realize with Dak, he actually had just one bad game this season. Even the Denver game, we had so many drops. Oh, yeah. You know, there yeah. were so many drops. I mean, we had, I mean, his one bad game was Kansas City. Okay. And, you know, every, that happens to quarterbacks. I mean, look at, look at Aaron Rodgers the first freaking week. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, yeah, I, I see him bouncing back, and I see us scoring fast and scoring a lot. So I can see it. I can see this being a a comfortable game for us, man. All right. We better hope. Last time we played anybody in the AFC South, we were doing uh, – NFC South, we were doing work against the Atlanta Falcons. So we'll see what they do against the New Orleans Saints. We hope you guys enjoy your week. Again, short week, uh, so be sure to tune in to all of your Blogging the Boys podcasts and, of course, roundtables, YouTube. Thing after. Listen, constant round-the-clock coverage of the Dallas Cowboys, courtesy of bloggingtheboys.com and their podcast network. So for Dave Sturgeon, and, of course, America's fan Keith Ernst, Let's hope the Cowboys – I'm tired of saying it. I'm tired of like, well, let's see if they get that win. You know, let, let's just do it and get it done. So mm -hmm. next week when we're talking about this game, we're talking about the – you know, the Washington game with an 8-4 and four record. <laughs> so we'll see. And uh, we'll see you guys next week.